And I've and got we'll to tell you more about if you didn't listen yesterday, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, oh, my God, could not be a better organization. And I've got an example later of the, uh, the, the, the further tearing of the fabric of this nation. Um, as I witnessed on the cable news channels yesterday, where it's just I'm I'm really starting to become concerned that we're 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 headed in a direction that you don't come back for. This isn't just a pendulum swinging back and forth. This is a destroying something mm. in the country that will never come back. Yes, uh, I hope not. I hope you're wrong. I I hope I am too. <laughs> Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi, this morning, Michael. Ah, uh, doing good. Uh, just to let people know, if if you um. Go out to lunch or you get Starbucks today. Instead of doing that, donate the money to um, the charity. You know, just take a bag lunch. $2.50 and... for your Starbucks coffee? Well, that's, no, this uh, I mean, that's a cheap contribution. It's better than nothing, money. but it, it's no. practically nothing. Forget it. We don't no, want it. No, but if you buy, you know, lunch and, and you buy, add up to Starbucks, that's probably about $10, $15 in there. Don't you if think? If you include lunch, yes. Now you're yeah. getting to some money. Yeah, take a bag lunch and don't buy coffee today. But, and... but if nobody, but if everybody donates the $1.70 today they were going to spend on coffee at Starbucks... You know, if just ten people would, do, we'd have like yeah, the eleven seventy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not that much. I, mean, All right. I was trying to put a good spin on it. You really. Yeah. All right. How about this? Don't fill up your tank of gas. Siphon it out of your neighbor. <laughs> Okay. And donate the money to Warrior yeah. Foundation Freedom yeah. Station. Right. Push your car back and forth to work. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Of course, I suppose you could just walk. If, you're, if the car's not taking you, you yeah. need to take Wait the car to yeah. work. What's the point of that? <laughs> and Fine. push it there. Siphon some gas. <laughs> There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. It was on this day of our Lord in the year nineteen uh, or 1791. Got my centuries confused. That one Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart died at the age of? Anybody? <laughs> age of? 34. Oh, damn it. I was really close. Amadeus, Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus. He wrote his first first symphony at the age of eight years old. He became. So did I. Oh, no, I didn't. Europe's most famous composer at the age of 20. Uh, He had 600. Show off. He composed 600 different pieces of uh, of music by the uh, the time of his death at, at 35. And this is hitting me hard because I just had my 36th birthday, mm-hmm. and I have watched every episode of Game of Thrones at least three times. <laughs> so I'm doing that. He was making this. He's a freak. He did this without Google. He did this without like a clicky pen. Like I like what? What? He's a freak. He's one of those freaks. Yeah, but he had gonorrhea and syphilis and stuff, and you don't have that. <laughs> hey, that's true. Yeah, look on the bright side. Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I got to tell you, I had a good day yesterday, a great day. I donated to the Warrior Foundation Freedom Station in memory of my dad, Ed Phillips. That made me feel really good. And then after work, I went out and I bought some scratchers. Uh oh. There you go. And I. Oh, you're on a roll. It's a good, clear scientific test of whether karma exists. Yes. And I won 130 bucks. Wow. Yes. Oh, wow. Goodness. Good karma paying off. So, guys, I'm going to share it all with you. If you want, I'm bringing home the bacon I'll, today. I'll gladly eat bacon. Even though I ate bacon for dinner last night, I'll have bacon for breakfast. Excellent. Uh, Excellent. That's the old give, scratch, and eat maneuver. <laughs> yes. yes. Try it at home. <laughs> yes. yes. Your gambling disease paying off. Once again, for the rest of us. Awesome. Love it. Thank you very much. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, December 5th, of the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin sewing together the fabric of America, if we possibly can, precisely according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark. Time Magazine has published a short list of nominees for Person of the Year, and it includes Colin Kaepernick, Donald Trump, and Robert Mueller. Yeah. And if it's a three-way tie... 
That's going to be one awkward photo shoot. <laughs> what are the names again? Colin Kaepernick, Donald Trump, Robert Mueller. There they go. That is well. That would be awkward. It's Mueller. There you go. Mueller. There you Study go. the world. I like it. Robert what are, Study the world. What are other headlines, Marshall? Uh, California burning once again. Roy Moore to get GOP campaign cash and cake and controversy at the nation's high court. Stories coming up, 635, Armstrong and Getty. Cake and... So is that the gay cake? That's the damn gay cake baker thing. Is there a gay ruling? There will be soon. Mm. You're going to have the gay cake shoved down your throat. Or something. What kind of cake is it? We know. It's going to be shoved down my throat. It's a wedding cake. I like chocolate cake, so it's probably white cake. You don't get to order what kind of cake is shoved down your throat. Mm. What kind of system would that be? How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. Let me see. Let me pick something. Cheers and jeers are a theme. <laughs> Literally. And the tearing of the fabric of America, yes. which I saw occur yesterday. So, Dang it. Yeah. These are difficult times. Yeah, and I... For difficult reasons to explain, we are not under attack from the outside. Right. Well, we actually are. Um, but we're mostly... Tearing ourselves apart. Yeah. I don't know. For whatever reason, yesterday, I thought this is a permanent thing. This isn't like a period of time. Anyway, more on that later. I'll show you my evidence. And we'll discuss, can the president obstruct justice? Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So the FBI, uh, or Mueller's team, has kicked off a dude who was uh, clearly anti-Trump, or at least in his personal life he is, as he was... And notably pro-Hillary. He was texting his mistress with these anti-Trump texts, right? And so that came out, and so Mueller had to get rid of the dude, because in theory you can't have somebody investigating the president who is uh, anti-the president and pro-Hillary Clinton right? on this whole thing. Um, then there's the other side of it with Trump blasting the FBI as being in tatters. Yeah, and not healthy, apart. not helpful. And uh, and I would say you undersold the uh, Strock. The oh yeah, oh, that's a big story. The FBI guy. Oh my God! I it's, just don't want to get into it here. We'll take right. up all our time, but well, it's, uh, it's worth talking about later. Is there something more important than justice in your mind, Jack? <laughs> wow, that was our general manager today, right? Justice right, and the pursuit thereof. You know, justice delayed is justice denied. And we'll talk about justice in a few minutes. <laughs> That's pretty funny. We don't have time for it right now. That's so it's got to be funny. delayed. Justice delayed is justice denied. We'll have that story for you Next coming up hour. next. <laughs> oh, boy, mailbag. <laughs> Okay, sorry. As in keeping with uh, my tradition, I, have you ever noticed uh, how carefully I craft mailbag? I'm not looking for credit. Generally, we'll uh, start with a couple of comments on the show. You play it and like an instrument. The, uh, oh, thank you. You play mailbag like an instrument. I write it like Mozart wrote them symphonies Sean was talking about. Yeah. Right. Speaking of Positive Sean, I can't help but notice that Positive Sean has picked up the tradition of labeling podcasts according to his own involvement in the segment, no matter how small, writes Mark. I find this interesting in light of his own harsh criticism of the last producer to do the same. I know. Well, the cream rises to the top. I don't know what to say. 
<laughs> you're, I don't know. You're not making yourself the king, are you? No, no, no. Like others have, allegedly? All no, right. it's... it's. I don't think I'd do that. Like, maybe an hour of the show, if I if I have a good joke, I'll kind of tie that into the title. But it's it's by no means any sort of concerted effort. Yeah. Uh, listen to the whole damn show. It doesn't matter what the name of the podcast is. Who cares what the name of the segment is? He's a usurper, Jack. Are you blind to this? I don't care. He's usurping. Listen you to all the segments. Care. You need to listen to every segment of the show. So it doesn't matter what they're named. I, well, I see your point. The segment you I see your point is going to be to your uh, the loss. Then when he comes up from behind you and slits your throat, well, fine. People will listen to the next day the entire show, and you'll be dead. Mm-hmm. I think that's a reasonable prediction. Katie writes, Harsh, uh, you called me a seething bastard. Harsh words for a fagafy ape across the pond in England. <laughs> <laughs> Friend of Armstrong and Getty over 15 years across pond England. Uh, I listen to the podcast daily from the UK, uh, and yes, you called all of this that listen to, oh, not seething bastards, thieving bastards. You've been in England so long you've forgotten how to speak English, Katie. Um, took just hearing the first Wounded Warrior talk about getting a postcard telling him he got to go home for Christmas to get me online to make a donation. Uh, living far from my family in California doesn't mean I don't get to see them on Christmas, which makes me a little sad and wistful. Oh, it does. It means it does mean she does not get to see them. But having the opportunity to make that wish come true for someone who truly deserves it and could benefit greatly feels just as good at getting home to see my family, eating homemade Christmas cookies and drinking my dad's homemade vodka. Oh, hello. Wait a minute. Dad's homemade vodka. You can't visit your dad, but I can. Where's he live? That's Fagafy Ape Kate. Yeah, could be sending soldiers home for the holidays. Uh, that's part of the whole thing we're doing this week. With Warrior Foundation and Freedom Station, you go to armstrongandgettyradio.com to uh, learn more about that and donate money. Oh, it's an amazing, amazing uh, oh, group. So thanks, Katie. And we got to do a total at some point because we had a heck of a start for day one. Yeah, really, really good start. Moving along. Fellow Droogs, writes Eric. First off, cheers. This is the cheers and cheers for Angie. Cheers for acknowledging the importance of buses. For any metropolitan transportation system, if you look at major cities, Tokyo, Seoul, Taipei, each of their subway train lines is augmented by a massive web of publicly subsidized as well as private bus lines that take commuters to and fro their final destinations. In fact, we have this great, I was reminded of um, a fabulous uh, San Diego story about light rail and how incredibly wasteful it is. And we'll get to that a little bit later on, but. Well, it makes way more sense to pour money and more money into buses and make them better. Sure. Part of it is the um, um, the taint of of your transportation. Um, Do tell. If you're a person who rides the bus to work, I think that puts you in a certain socioeconomic sphere. If you're a bus rider, a perceptual sphere. People who sphere, do yeah. light rail are kind of you know I care about the environment and I'm cool and hip and forward thinking. I'm urban. I probably have a beard. Men and women. Yeah, I think there's a little of that going on with in terms of uh, getting people to vote for stuff. Yeah, it, spend more money on better, cleaner buses or or hose them down more often. We got a hot lunch car for yeah, hot yeah. lunch. Yeah, yeah. And we found out they actually have whimsical terms for people pooing on. Uh, is it Bart the Bay Area Rapid a Transit Muni thing? Yeah, okay, Muni. Uh, so we got the cheers, jeers for deprecating American processed cheeses. <laughs> Aside from the truly execrable pasteurized processed American slices, the latter indeed have no actual cheese, but are made with vegetable fat, uh, e.g. saturated soybean oil. All others that say cheese, as it were, were required by U.S. law to have roughly 50% real cheese. 
The other added ingredients in these cheese products result in the truly American miracle of food science, wonderfully melty goodness over nachos, hot dogs, and gooey cheese sauces, etc., etc. I, dared, like, I hate the flavor of fake cheese. Oh. And he says, you dare disparage Velveeta? You might as well say you're a pinko communist. Go back to Russia, I say. Bolshoi spasido. Eric, the patriot in Astoria, Oregon. So to call something a food, it only has to be 50% that food? That's well, cheese, in, at least in, in cheese law, which was going to be my specialty if I indeed went to law school <laughs> instead of just applying. Oh, my my wife, who's been learning more about this, is she's making like goat soap, goat milk soap. Um, she's not grinding up goats to make soap. It's goat milk soap. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank God. Th- there's all kinds of weird regulations with all this stuff. All that. What you can call things and... Eric Patriot, last name. I'll bet he's got his chest hair dyed red, white, and blue. Wow. I'm not going toe-to-toe with you, sir. You are a fine American. Shaved in the shape of an American flag. Yes. Shaved and dyed. Uh, Here's a rather uh, short, pithy, uh, strongly worded note from David in Umpqua. Beautiful Umpqua, Oregon. The Senate is a sad, empty scrotum. What? (laughs) Sad! (laughs) He ends with... I think he's accusing... The United States Senate, the Club of 100, the world's most exclusive club of having no testicles. Hmm. Moving along. We'll see if it has testicles when it has to vote on whether or not to boot out President Trump. (laughs) As that may be coming. No, stop it. Who are you over here? I'm, I'm working with Rachel Maddow all of a sudden. What are you talking about? I'm a guy who recognizes that when the D's take the House next year, they are going to impeach Donald Trump. Ah, won't happen. Looks like a wager. Oh, I'm ready to take that one. Shower thought from Ben the Libertarian. I'll bet more people already understand how Bitcoin works than how the Federal Reserve System works. Mm. I'll bet Jack could explain how the Federal Reserve System works and how it is and isn't a government entity. No. I believe that was a taunt. Right. No, I, can I come, don't appreciate that's it. That's true. I could come way closer to being right on Bitcoin than the Federal Reserve. No doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about myself. I know a little bit about it, but it's a, it's a mysterious... Uh, audit the Reserve! I'm with Ron Paul on that. I am 100%. There's no reason not to. What's with 60 Minutes, writes Craig. Last couple of weeks, I've tuned into 60 Minutes to get their take on the shenanigans of Charlie Rose, Matt Lauer, Bill O. Yeah, even Garrison Keillor thinking this is going to be good. It's a big fat nothing. Usually so on top of things last week, it was yet another child prodigy musician. Last night, an hour of self-congratulatory smelling themselves over 50 years of gotcha moments. Well, come on. You had Thanksgiving weekend when they never run a new show, and then it was the 50th anniversary, so you do something. That's not, that's not crazy. Surely the lovely Lara Logan could describe what it's like for an attractive woman to function in that environment and is uniquely qualified to so comment. I'll bet she's being ex- excluded because she's African-American. <laughs> that is absolutely true. Boy, the trouble's at the Today Show. Why Megyn Kelly will not take Matt Lauer's job is pretty interesting. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, do we have time for this? No, because I need to dress someone specifically, down. Specifically, how low are Megyn Kelly's ratings? Oh, boy. Pretty shocking. Yeah. How about right before the news, Marshall? We'll do an update on how much money we've raised. Are you ready for that, Sean? Oh, I nodded. Yes, this is radio. I should respond <laughs> verbally. We found out yesterday that B.F. Skinner was a perv and a groper. 
Uh, in uh, an ethics class, we learned that psychiatrists were the most likely of all medical professionals to have sex with their patients, writes Anonymous. Really? In my own experience, I've had four physicians say or do weird things during exams, from fishing to having sexual connection to whipping out their Johnson. Wow. Wow. Uncool. How it is for the women's. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. money for Warrior Foundation, Freedom Station, and uh, I want to see where we are as a baseline after day one. A total, please! $44,000. Wow. Oh. That's a good first day. Forty-four even? Uh, $44,040, to be precise. $44,040. Oh, 40. You're wow. better off saying 44. Funny, I was thinking rounding off sounds like a good idea. Mm, no, I needed precise numbers. And just looking wow. at the, uh, the the donations from this morning, lots of, lots of 15 20 $50, a couple hundred. Awesome. $250. And you know what I, I love about it? And, and we'll tell, tell you more about the organization if you're not familiar with it. $36 for some reason. I like it. Don't, mm. They don't all need to be fives and zeros. Three, $3 per month. Sure. Yeah, is you know, folks giving 10, 15 bucks, I guess they don't have a lot of money, but they're kicking in what they can, which is a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. And then you got folks that, that this country has been great to them. They've done really, really They've well. disproportionately extracted the nation's wealth. I will come over this desk. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're given big amounts because they can afford it. We've had 250 $500, $1,000 donations. To Warrior Foundation Freedom Station that helps our injured guys and gals and our folks suffering from PTS or PTSD at the critical moment and helps them heal and rehab and adjust to society. Because if we don't do this, we're just begging these people to become homeless. And yeah. oh my God, what a great cause! Everybody's a volunteer. They're so efficient. You can donate at armstrongandgettyradio.com. How long did you say it took you to donate yesterday, Marshall? Uh, about 45 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Oh, come on. I mean, it was easy. Let's awesome. do this, people. We want to build another freedom station to help more guys and gals out. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. California on fire again. Thousands have been forced to leave their homes as uh, fire crews battled a fast-moving, wind-driven wildfire in Ventura County. It's burned more than 30,000 acres so far. The so-called Thomas 30, Fire. 30,000? It was like 5,000 20 minutes ago. Yep. Well, not literally, but that's amazing. The so-called Thomas Fire started out as a 50-acre brush fire around 6.30 last night. So far, you got 150 homes and businesses burned. At least 27,000 people evacuated. Just walked in to get my camera because there was a little bit of flame, and now the whole... Frickin' Ridgeline is on fire. Fire officials saying at this point, prospects for containment not good. That fire raging away. Well, right, with the winds are howling. Yep. Republican National Committee is once again supporting in battle Republican Senate candidate Roy Moore after President Trump formally endorsed him on Monday. Trump phoning Moore to offer encouragement and support with Moore tweeting that the president told him, Go get him, Roy. Trump has repeatedly pointed to Moore's denials. He also sent out a couple of tweets that said Moore's vote was needed to advance the president's policy. You know, Trump's getting beaten up a little bit for that, but I'll bet that a lot of the Republicans who have come out and said they wouldn't serve with Roy Moore are on Trump's side. 
they just in the <laughs> in the midst of the of the uh, you know you know what's been going on for the last month with Harvey Weinstein and all that sort of stuff. Mitch McConnell thought you know he's got to be on the other side of this, sure. but. I'll bet that deep down he's hoping more wins and he's got that extra vote. So he stays majority leader. And Sure. Yeah, there's a lot at stake. I'm highly uncomfortable with that pact with the devil. Oh, God, I'd say. But I get it. I mean, listen, John, it, both sides of the aisle, everywhere, there are pervs and cheats and liars and criminals. And, and people vote for their guy. Well, John at- Conyers gets tossed out. You think of John Conyers... Who's a criminal and a perv, three different kinds. If he ran for re-election, you think he'd lose in Detroit? No way he'd win. He'd well, beat a Republican by 30 points. And Nancy Pelosi had to be pushed pretty hard before she was willing to cut him loose. Right. Right. Did you hear, what's that other old, bitter old hack? He tried to play the racist card. Ran that up the flagpole. Oh, what is his name? I'll come up with it, but uh, with Conyers. That it was just a racist attack by white women. Yeah, except for the women of color who said he was a perv. Pathetic. Meanwhile, you're talking about John Conyers. A congressman says planning to announce this morning he will not seek re-election. That is according to his great-nephew, Michigan State Senator Ian Conyers, who has told the New York Times he plans to run for the seat held by his great-uncle since 1964 nah. next year. That shouldn't disturb anyone. That shouldn't disturb anyone. The family business. That, that sure. one guy <laughs> has been in the house since the mid-60s, yes. and then his nephew is going to take over in a safe seat. Yeah, that shouldn't bother anybody. The Supreme Court's going to be taking up one of the most closely watched cases of the term today at Christian Baker in Colorado, who says he is not required to give service to gays versus the couple he turned down, who says refusing to serve gay customers is illegal discrimination. Now, Charlie Craig and David Mullins are the Denver couple who called on Masterpiece Cake Shop to bake the cake for their wedding reception. Craig says it's not just their fight anymore. We're standing up for ourselves in this, but we're also standing up for all these other people so they don't have to go through the same thing that we had to go through. Now, according to legal experts, calling cases, a, going to a second baker, calling a second <laughs> cake shop. According to legal experts, a case pits freedom of religion and expression against marriage equality and protection from discrimination. This was not the test case uh, uh, case that I thought it was. Um, I thought it was just decorating a. Uh, a cake from the ground up for uh, Adam and Steve, as the old joke goes, and putting a couple of dudes on the top right. of it. No, it was a pretty stock cake, and he didn't have to do much to it creatively. He just wouldn't sell it? Right, because I'm I'm in favor uh, on First Amendment basis of, you know, you can't be forced to exercise your, cre- your creativity for something you find loathsome. I cannot force, you know, I, I don't know, the, the Indigo Girls to write a pro-neo-Nazi song. I can't. That would be. That's horrific. Um, even though it's legal to be a neo-Nazi, but you can. And no, I'm not comparing neo-Nazis to gays, you morons. But they, you can make them allow you to come into their concert. Would that be the? Uh, I can equivalent? make them allow me come into. Yes. Yes. You, if they said we're not going to, you can't come to our concert, right? Because you're against gay marriage. Yeah. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. They'd have to let me in. Okay. And I'd stand in the front row saying, boo, boo, and they'd throw me out. Why don't you just sell the cake to the gay couple? I, guy's hardcore. He's anti-gay marriage, just like Barack Obama was five years eh, ago. I think Barack Obama would have sold him a cake. <laughs> <laughs>
I mean, that's that's, that's taking, a stretch. That's that's taking that's taking a pretty strong stance. Uh, I think it's weird that y'all are gay, but here's your cake. <laughs> I mean, what do you? What good? I'm you not think for you're gay doing? marriage, but this is a delicious and flaky pastry. What what blow for what is good and decent? Do you think you're striking by not selling them a cake? Think gay marriage is going to go away, or being gay is going to go away? No, he just doesn't want to be a participant in it. That's the key, my smug friend. You may hate something, but understand it can exist, but you don't want to participate in it. Back to the neo-Nazis, who are kind of in the headlines these days. Just sell them the cake. There you go. That's a wrap at your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm struggling. Getty Show, the voice of the West. But I wouldn't want to sell a Nazi a cake, I probably, for their they're having their 25th anniversary of the Nazi party. Again, not an attempt to put together being gay and being a Nazi. Just trying to find out something that's abhorrent for some people yeah. and other people. Nazi Germany. A lot of the Nazis were gay, but that has nothing to do with that's this. That's true. A lot of your leading Nazis were gay. Yeah, it's hard to... Uh, Tease that out, but I don't know why. I don't know either. Um, yeah, we've probably These just, were troubled times, Jack. We've probably just gone down a direction where there's no winning. No, no, <laughs> we may have lost already. <laughs> we have so many meetings to go through. Yeah. An attempt, and uh, at least on my part, to be open-minded, I think, has caused me great difficulty. Yes, yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Stay tuned for the Armstrong and Getty Show. A Brooklyn-based brewery has released a beer named after Beyonce called Beyonce, and it's selling a lot better than their Jay Zima. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I like the the easy, the obvious. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Zima shots, really? Yeah. <laughs> Screw that drink, man. Yeah. All right. Being all clear and stuff. Yeah. I. <laughs> I Stupid. <laughs> I haven't had a drink in 11 years, but I knew this guy who uh, hadn't had a drink in like 40 years, and one of his favorite lines is. I've never had a Zima. <laughs> oh, that's good. I might use that as an opener. Just kind of random non sequiturs. Hey, you know what? I've never had a Zima. Uh, a couple quick things. So uh, I don't care who takes Matt Lauer's job. Uh, I don't watch those shows. But um, they, the NBC. What if it's a Nazi or a gay? NBC. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I just, I mean nothing by that. NBC paid Megyn Kelly $25 million a year to get her away from Fox. And right. You'd think you'd slide her into that slot, possibly. Uh, but she, last month, and November's is one is, is one of your sweeps months for television, mm-hmm. she had the lowest 9 o'clock hour ratings that they've ever had in the history of the Today Show going oh. back 55 years or whatever Oh, boy. Lowest That's ratings a ever. Small sample so size. she's... <laughs> She's like a, uh, uh, what is she to the Today Show? She just like takes the baton from them and it's her show's considered part of it? it? It's considered part of the Today Show for some reason. Hmm. I don't get that. And I don't care. Don't explain no. it to me. Yeah. But no. she had the lowest ratings they've ever had. Hmm. And, and she's got, to go but up. That's with, what I say. With a strong lead in. So anyway. As long as I got a warm cup of coffee and a tomorrow on the calendar, I'm fine. Uh, 
PBS has picked uh, Christiana Amanpour to take over Charlie Rose's job. She's pretty good. She's a big deal. Um, uh, she has gravitas. She'll be good at the interview in the uh, international heads of state. I don't know how yeah. good she's going to be when she has to talk to John Mellencamp like Charlie Rose would do. But we'll see if she can handle that. Or Ed Sheeran. I mean, sure. Charlie Rose did a lot of that, too. Right. And he was good at it. That's what was so amazing about him. But. Various actors. Who knows? You know, she's probably more three-dimensional than we realize. Yeah. She talks about the stuff she's talked about because that's been her job. What's the other thing I had? Oh, this the news just came out. So um, Bannon, Steve Bannon, is going to speak at Roy Moore's rally tonight. Oh, boy. Is he going to go on stage and claim that the charges aren't true? He's almost got to, doesn't he? Yeah, probably. Well, that's his thing, shaping perception. So he'll probably say it's a uh, mainstream Republican uh, swamp counterattack. Well, that's a hell of a thing to do. That's my guess. Yeah, he'll he'll make it more. Don't believe the stories as opposed to calling them out. These women are lying. Could be. And the counter to that is Mitt Romney is getting a lot of attention for this yeah, tweet. Tweeted this out last night. Roy Moore in the U.S. Senate would be a stain on the GOP and on the nation. Lee Korfman and other victims are courageous heroes. No vote, no majority is worth losing our honor, our integrity. Well, isn't that precious with your let's do the right thing? So, really interesting, in Utah, the president, the POTUS, is now trying to convince Orrin Hatch, who's 130, uh, to run again. (laughs) He'd been set to retire, and Mitt Romney was going to take his seat. Now, you remember Mitt Romney. Do we have any Romney tape uh, of him? That's just fine. Absolutely (laughs) hammering Trump. I should have asked for it. Oh, that's right. right. I'll tell you one thing about Donald Trump. He's a phony. He's a fraud. And a fraud. And a liar. And an idiot, and a jackass, <laughs> and a suckass, and a piece of crap. I mean, he really went after him. And so now Trump is trying to convince Hatch to run again and back him just to keep Romney out of the the, the Senate. Romney wants to be another loathes. kick in the gut. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mitt, but he loathes Mitt Romney. The trees are the right height here, and all the other weird things he said when he was running for ah, president. Yes. Pancakes, um, eggs, etc. <laughs> <laughs> I met um, a guy yesterday. Seven feet tall. Yeah. I figured he had to be in sport, Was but he, he wasn't in sport. No, not in sport. Uh, um, One of the most decent people who's ever run for president, Mitt Certainly. Romney. Yeah. Um, they uh, portrayed him as a monster I didn't know successfully. He, I didn't know he wanted to be a U.S. senator. So that's that's a... Yeah, that's what he's going to do now. Okay. And, and he would win by 50 points oh, sure. in Utah. And Trump is trying to keep Orrin Hatch in. To, yes. Okay. Interesting. That Mr. Trump is a con man, a fake... Yeah, we'll have to get to more of that. Back in 1964. <laughs> no, that's not relevant. I'm looking for relevant tape. But you say, wait, wait, wait. Isn't he a huge business success? Doesn't he know what he's talking about? No, he isn't. And no, he doesn't. <laughs> that was a good one. If right we there. make improvident choices. That was what? a good one. That was, that was a good one. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, hilarious. Isn't he a big success and a genius? No, he isn't. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, right. So the uh, fabric of America being torn apart, we'll get into that. I've got Uh, an example of it. Uh, Yesterday, a dark day for America, and I think it's perhaps true on both sides of the argument to a certain extent. Yeah. uh, Yeah, there's some troubling developments. We're talking about the FBI, huh? Yeah. 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 So we'll get into that whole story, what what the the president and others are saying about the FBI, which seems to be true, and uh, what the FBI is saying about the president, which uh, certainly can be true. So 
Oh, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm starting to think this is not just a blip in time or, you know, the pendulum swings back and forth. I think it. I think it's just a coming apart of the country where we have no institutions we believe in anymore. There are no organizations that are just trying to do the right thing. And uh, and we're doomed. That's the perception. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of my favorite uh, sayings about uh, cynicism, because uh, uh, people have called me cynical. I'm not cynical at all. Uh, a a cynic thinks nothing has any value. A skeptic wants to know the value of everything. Um, I consider myself a skeptic. I'm skeptical. I want to know what's actually going on. I think what we have is a blanket of cynicism, blanketing the land. Blanket, blankets. That was poor. We have a blanket of cynicism covering the land increasingly. I'm, which pretty cynic, just, I'm pretty cynical about politics. Pe- yeah, well, politicians I'm cynical about. Um, we have people as a go-to position assuming that everything is corrupt and against them and rotten. Sometimes it is. Often it's not. And you've got the Russians. cynicism. Who are experts at this. Yes. Stoking that. Yes. Um, Sowing the seeds of the blanket of cynicism. Some sort of blanket you grow, I guess. So we're in that mood. (laughs) We're in that mood already, and the Russians are pushing us further that direction. Absolutely. Got the examples coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.